will never end in our mouth in Jesus' name. We thank God for another wonderful time of service to be in the presence of the Lord. It's a beautiful thing when we are together as men and brethren gather together to worship, to praise, and to see the face of God. Because I believe that uh, each time we come together, we are better off. God is working on us because we have a destination. And I pray that we will never, never miss our way in Jesus' name. Shall we close our eyes as we seek the face of the Lord in the place of prayer? I want you to pray and talk to God. Commit your heart into the hands of the Lord. That Lord has a word be coming to me. Lord, give me the grace to be the doer of your word. Let me not just be the hearer alone, deceiving my own self. Lord, as I look upon the mirror of your word, help me to see myself in your word. Lord, send your word to me. Let your word bless me. Let your word correct me. Let your word transform my life. Let your word change me. Let your word build me. Let your word edify my spirit, my soul, my body. Lord, teach me today. Speak to me today. Is somebody talking to Jesus? Pray and prepare your heart that Lord, as your word will come to me this morning, let your word meet with faith, with grace in my heart. Let your word bless my life. Let your word save me. Let your word heal me. Let your word transform me. Let your word deliver me. Let your word set me free. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning. We pray, O oh God, that as we look into the perfect world of liberty, Lord, you will help us to be better off in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask that your word will save us, will change us, will transform us, will deliver us, and liberate us from every ignorance of darkness in the name of Jesus. We pray that, Lord, you will open the heavens upon us this morning and let the understanding of your word rest upon every heart seated here today in the name of Jesus. I commit myself into your hands, Lord. I pray you will fill my mouth and you will use me as a vessel, as a channel of blessing to your church today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Hebrews chapter 14 and verse 15. I'll be speaking on the topic, Handling Offenses. Handling Offenses. Yesterday we had a beautiful session of Bible study here. How many of us were here yesterday? If you are here, let me see your hands up. Okay, how was it? Yeah? It was wonderful, it was awesome. It was seriously a time of blessing. You know, and uh, another session will be coming up again next week, Saturday, 11 a.m. Please be here, and I believe you will have a beautiful testimony afterwards in Jesus' name. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 14 and 15. If you are there, you can take it while we follow you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Follow peace and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any, if anyone fall of the grace of God, let the root of bitterness spring up, trouble you, and thereby many be defied. Praise God. Let's see Matthew chapter 18. Matthew 18, verses 7 to 9. Matthew 18, 7 to 9.
for people to do is to forgive. And that's why he's saying those doors. To hell is what? Is human, right? But forgive is what? Is divine. Because forgiveness is of God. Forgiveness, forgiveness is not of man. If forgiveness is of man, perhaps there will be no need for that saying. But because as a man, we are what? We are liable to offense. We are liable to offend one another. We are liable to hurt. We are liable to wrong one another. And practically speaking, who among you here will say you have not offended one person or the other? Maybe you. You are so gentle, you are so quiet, you are so easygoing, you are so simple, you are so obedient, you are so cooperative that you don't even offend and you have not offended anybody before. Maybe we have just one. But I doubt if there will be one single person. Why? Because offense is human, but forgive is divine. So Jesus was teaching his disciples, was admonishing them, and he told them, if your brother has hurt against you, offends you, and he comes back, he offends you several times in a day. And that several times, each time he offends, he comes back and says, I'm sorry, forgive me. What did Jesus say? He said, forgive me. And the apostles, because in my own translation here, but that was five. At the end of verse five, there is an exclamation mark. And what did they say? He said, the, the apostles said to the Lord, increase her faith. Why? Because they could not imagine themselves forgiving somebody seven times in a day. Some can even argue forgiveness. of seven times. You know when emotion arises, when temper arises, or temperament rather, arises, and you flare up, and you are mad, so to say, you are angry, you could do anything. I want to see believers. Yes, they are stopped speaking. Yes, they can pray. Yes, they know the Bible. But you need to see them when they are angry. They are like a beast. A man of God told me, of a woman who happens to be a pastor in one of the popular churches. I'm not going to mention name. She's a business tycoon, very wealthy, very, very wealthy, very wealthy. And she has chains of businesses. So he went to consult for him, for her rather. So the man picked him up. No, they went together to the man's office. On getting to the office, there's no light. There was no light. And, you know, she was coming with a uh, client, so to say, or a consultant, so to say. On getting to the office, he asked the staff, what, she asked the staff, rather, what happened? In the process of explaining what happened, she started learning courses. You want to spoil my business, Abby? God will spoil your life as well as spoil my business. This and that and that and that and that. Unspeakable words. And she happens to be a believer. I think a pastor too. In one of the big churches. Anger. So what we are saying is that offenses 
are unavoidable. They will surely come. So the best thing is to be what? To be prepared for it before they come. Let me just read one or two things that I wrote here. It says, Therefore, since there is no offense-free world, how then do we handle offenses? What then is offense? Offense is a state of being insulted, a state of being abused or morally outraged. When somebody gets you angry, when somebody gets you fled up, when somebody tries to change your person from who you are to who you are not, that is an offense. It's a state of being insulted or abused or morally outraged in whatever form. Next in Matthew chapter 13, from verses 53 to 58. Matthew 13, 53 to 58. It says, When Jesus had finished his parables, he moved on from there, coming to his own town. He began teaching the people in their synagogue, and they were amazed. Where did this man get this wisdom and this miraculous powers they had? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's Mary? Aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, Only in his own town and in his own house is a prophet without honor. Verse 58, and he did not do any miraculous, any miracles there because of their lack of faith. We see how they took offense at Jesus. Even while he was busy healing people, busy working miracles, busy doing lots and diverse works, works and works of signs and wonders, people were still what? Angry at him. They were still mad at him. They were still my human man is hatred, this part, at him. That is to tell you that there is nothing you will do, no matter how righteous or how good or how gentle or how cool you are, people will still take offense at some of the things you do. Now, what are some of the scriptural books about offenses? Let's see Romans chapter 16. Romans 16, verses 17 and 18. Some of the scriptural truths, what the scripture says about offenses. Romans 16, 17 and 18. I urge you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them. If such people are not serving, for such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetite. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. That is to say, we are to be watchful. Because some people, though they are believers, they are with us in the church, but their specialty is to cause divisions. Their specialty is to cause discord, to cause malice and misunderstanding, even among the brethren of God, the people of God, in the church of God. And what does the Bible say? God said we should look out for them and avoid such people. Now, what are some of the scriptural truths? One, 
not properly handled will bear enmity. Any offense, if not properly handled, will bear what? Enmity. Let's see Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 21 and 22. I told us we we'll be looking at lots of scriptures because we are learning how to handle offenses. If you are there, you can take Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 21 and 22. Anybody? Hallelujah. Offenses will create 
are not coming for the devil to exploit your peace, your spiritual life. Number three, offenses come to people. That one is a fact. We all know that already. Offenses come to what? To people. The devil goes out to these people to make you offend. Why? Because he knows that when he makes you angry or he makes you to keep hatred or dislike or malice against your brother or your sister, then he can hinder your prayers. Amen. Number four, offenses close the heaven over the offender. Offenses does what? Close the heavens over the offender. Let's see Matthew chapter 5. Matthew 5, we are reading from verse 23 and 24. Jesus, in his teachings, says in 23, he says, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. That is the teaching of Jesus. If you read that place very well, look at the Bible, look at the Bible. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and you remember that your brother has something against you, not you now having something against your brother. You are not the offender. Not you five. But your brother offends you. He says, with that gift, with that offering that you have brought to him, leave it first. Go and make peace with your brother, with your sister, with your friend, with your landlord. Matthew 5:23. Go and make peace. That is the teachings of Jesus, which is not common. Tell me, how many of you here? That what we offend you, you really must not apologize. Hmm? How many of you? Sometimes. Yes, I know some. Some people might be such a person. You don't know that offend, that someone offends you. And you go out of your own way to apologize for. That is what Jesus is saying. When you are offended, Jesus said, what? You should go and make peace. Go and apologize. Then tell me, the Bible said that the heart of man is deceitfully what? Wicked. Tell me a heart that is full of pride. An egoistic person. We saw the person apologize. Even the offense he himself committed, he has not apologized. Talk about somebody offends him. You now say you don't apologize. Umba. Abi? That is what is common these days. But Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, if you want to be like me, if you want to see heaven, if you want to enter into my kingdom, first of all, you will leave your gift at the altar. Go and make peace. Apologize. This is the way of the Bible. This is the way of Jesus. This is the Bible way. And this is the kind of life we want to see believers, Christians, exhibit. And that's why, you know, several times we have issues in the camp, and instead of us um, reacting or acting in a way to lay blame on some of your 
just said, we still come and say, God, relax now. Calm down, calm down. Mm -hmm. Sorry and all that. We still got to do this. It's not all the time that it's an easy thing to do. But you have no choice. If you want to be like Jesus, you just have to learn it. You just have to do it. And that's why the disciples said, Lord, increase our faith. Because it's a hard saying. Very difficult to do. But I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. If I write, you can put down Luke 17, verses 1 and 2. Number 5. Prolonged offenses, if not settled, will bear bitterness, and thereafter, wickedness. Prolonged offenses, if not what settled, will give birth to what? Bitterness. bitterness. And bitterness will manifest into what? Wickedness. If you see people that are wicked, they were not born wicked. No human, no boy or girl, no baby was born wicked. But over time, the interactions with people, the dealings with people, the relationship with people, the, 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 the adventures of life, the events of life, the occurrences of life, which are either true negative as what make them change them into people that are bitter and wicked even among believers even among believers even in the church of God and that's why you can see that people so-called brothers even pastors they plot against each other they malign each other because they want to be in charge. Wickedness, bitterness is not a fruit of the spirit. So that's why this one is coming to us. We can have an introspection, looking inwards, into ourselves. What manner of man am I? What manner of woman am I? If I come to church every Sunday or uh, every week to pray, to sing, to praise God, to study the word of God. And people see me like a believer. God see me as one. I cannot help us in Jesus' name. Number six, you cannot be bitter and be better. It's not possible. You cannot be bitter and be what? And be better. Have you seen a bitter person? People who are so callous, bitter and wicked. You cannot be better. It's not possible. The two do not match. You cannot be, be, be bitter and be better. Let's see James chapter 3 verse 14. James chapter 3 verse 14. It says, But if you have a bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not boast about it or deny the truth. It's not to be boast about, to boast to be boast about, or to be boastful about. Is nothing to be proud about. A bitter spirit is a wicked spirit. It's a devilish spirit. It is not the spirit of God. So if you are here, you are such a bitter fellow, you are such a wicked person at heart, God can save you and deliver you today. And you will be delivered in Jesus' name. Bitterness defies us as believers. And it makes us fall from grace. Bitterness, hatred, Deep-rooted anger in the heart of man is ungodly. It's not a godly spirit. It defies us as believers. And it makes us fall from the grace of God. 
bitterness strengthens sickness. If you go to the hospital, and or no, not even hospital, if you, you can even take your time to do afterwards, the rate of people that are sick due to bitterness. Why? Because they have all hatred in their hearts against somebody. They cannot forgive. You see people with unforgiving spirit. When such a person falls into sickness, they have to recover. Why? Because the devil is holding them bound in that bondage of unforgiveness. And bitterness is a disease on its own and it strengthens sickness. Number seven, your ability to prepare to properly handle offenses is a sign of spiritual growth and maturity. Ability to handle what? Offenses is a sign of what? Spiritual growth and maturity. Let's see Colossians chapter 3, verse 13. Colossians chapter 3, verse 13. He says, Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Forgiveness is a virtue. Forgiveness is a virtue. You cannot exhibit unforgiveness as you are a believer. Remember, God is not the Father. Because God, even while we are yet sinners, we have said that what? Christ died for us. He forgave us. For the children have been born in 100 years to come. Their sins have already been forgiven. That is how deep God's love is. For every humanity, or every human, his or her sins have already been forgiven by God. And if you say you are a believer, you are a Christian, you are Christ Christ, and you find it difficult to forgive, then you have to examine that salvation you profess. So God wants to raise believers, people like himself, not people with a bitter or forgiving spirit, and such should not be found among Christians. I pray God may help us in Jesus' name. As a believer, if you find it hard to let go of offenses, then you may like him himself. That's the fact. God has no room for such a devil. That's why I find it questioning those who say one sin forever saved. There's nothing like that. Yes, that is the intention of God. One sin forever saved. God wants to save you eternally. In fact, you're eternally saved. However, if you do not go back to salvation with fear and everything, it just says, where do you end up? That's the question we need to ask ourselves. As a believer, there are things that can make you to miss that eternal salvation, that heaven. That is not work on yourself because God cannot do everything for you. And that's what I do tell people. The Christian life is a cautious thing. The Christian life is not all dependent on grace and grace and grace all alone. No. You must be intentional about your Christian life, about your faith. You must be intentional about it. Because God is not going to you. I don't know how to put it now. God is not going to. He can only encourage you through his work to let go of bitterness, of unforgiveness, and the likes. 
But it is you yourself that needs to decide, you make a decision. Just the way you make a decision to come to Christ, after hearing the gospel, you give your life to Christ, you let go of your sins. So you must make a decision to forgive, to let go of bitterness, no matter the offense. Offense is a sign of the end time. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 10. Offense is a, is a, is a sign of the end time. I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. How does offense come? How? Does offense come? Number one, two words. The words people say to you, the things people say to you, the things you hear people say about you, directly or indirectly. Whether they say it to you, to your face, directly. Or somebody came in the place of backbiting, in the place of jesting, tells you things that you do not want to hear. And that makes you feel offended. And as a result, you begin to have all this like hatred, madness in your heart towards the offender. Offenses come to thoughts, what we think, and what we think others think about you. You know, there are some people who suffer so much inferiority complex that they think every little word people say is about them. Hmm? We have them in the church. Everything the pastor says, they say, the pastor talking about me. Whereas the man of God is only speaking as the Lord has led him. But they take every word as offense, as if the man of God is castigating them, is condemning them, as if the pastor and such a person has not even, maybe he doesn't even he or even have a one interaction with the man of God. So we have people like that. Offenses can come through words, through what you think, your thoughts, through actions, what you do, what others do to you. Offenses can come, but you have to learn how to handle them. I pray God will help us. Now, how do you handle offenses? How? Number one, make room for people to offend you. Because I said it earlier that offenses are inevitable, they will surely come. You cannot stop it. But we must be prepared as a believer that offense will come. Take for instance, you go out for evangelism. And while you are preaching, can't you tell the person about Jesus? The person is busy doing his own thing, he's not even listening to you. The person is busy telling him, go out, she, 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 Tell you to move out of the way. Because it's not your children talking in or you hear what you whatever you have to say. It's not all the time that it will go well with you. You may take offense as such. But you that came to say somebody, should you be offended as such? Of course not. But the love of God will compel you to still stay. The love of God will compel you to take in, to absorb. All those uh, stones that can be that word that they are trying at you. So you must make room for yourself in your heart. You need to be and to God, give you a large heart to accommodate offense. Because offense is because there is no way you can do it. You can't help it. There are people who are naturally offenders and 
they will offend you. Whether your school, your church, your uh, place of work, or wherever, they will show you offense. That is the kind of person they have. That is their nature. So you must make it in your heart to watch, to take offenses. Just so that people will offend you. So be prepared to let go. Let not be hold on to offenses. Are you with me? Hello? Are we still here? Praise God. Remember to always feed your mind with the word of God. And that's why I said the word is coming to us. So that when they come, you will remember that, oh, I think such a message like this. So you feed your mind, you prepare your mind with the word of God. Because only the knowledge of the word of God will help you to let go. That, that's why it's beautiful for you to have the knowledge of the word of God. Because the word of God will teach you that thoughts that will get you ahead of time. Because you want to be like Jesus. Then this uh WWJD, what will Jesus do? The question is, if you have Jesus, will Jesus return even abuse? Of course not. So you must be willing to be like Jesus. Number three, advance your love level, both for God and for men. Advance your love level. The question is, do you love God? If you love God, you want to be like God. You want to be like Jesus. Jesus never the miracles he was doing, he was walking in his own town. Yet, people still dislike him, they hate him. They complain about him. Though he did not do so many works there, but yet he still loved them. And he died for them. So you should not be willing to watch, to sacrifice yourself, your love for others, to give your love to people, to show love, despite their offenses. It's not because they are better, it's not because they are good or they deserve it. No. But you have no choice than the Lord. You have no choice than the Lord. Jesus said, How will men know that we are my disciples when you have love one for another? When you have love one for another. I'm not saying today, people of God, we are all human beings. The fact that I'm standing here with my children doesn't mean I cannot offend you tomorrow. The fact that I offended some people last week, uh, Friday. Which people played on Friday? Uvana, you are laughing. I offended them now. Did I offend them? Eh? I was the right player of the people that day now. Eh? And uh, after I got one, uh, you know, I'm going. Anambara. Is it Anambara? Okay. Anambara, sorry. One go to live. Because this my man here said it's not going. I tell her she's going and they will tomorrow give you the money and stuff. They now send that out that they are not paying the day. As everyone has been coming home now, we don't want to do that thing back in the days. How can I not go to the telephone and not pay the day? Now sad down on the beach. I don't need to find out people that left the beach. So people felt offended. I apologize, you I'm sorry. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. So the thing is, what I was coming to be, I didn't have 
don't give my job and hear me. But I ended up offending people. That's the point about offenses can come. It's a factor that cannot help me. It comes naturally at times. You get it. Then when it comes, I want to hold on to it. Of course not. Of course not. Just have to work to let go. And I pray God will help us. In the name of Jesus. So, number four. Consistency and Consistently do what? Ask God for grace to forgive. Sincerely, to forgive is not human. <clears throat> to forgive is not human. You know what I do sometimes? I have a financial dealing with you. And it's about the second the first time. Because the second one will happen. It will happen. You know why? The first one that happened, I have forgiven you. I will let you. But if you come back the second time, it's not because I still dislike you or hate you, because it's not because you should guarantee me this second time. Amen. Now, do you know that there is saying that forgive and forget? Abi? Or is it really possible to forgive and forget? Eh? It's not possible now. It's not possible. It's not possible. Okay, wait now. If you say it's possible to forgive and forget, then it's going to end up. It's possible, but if it's hard. It's possible to forgive and forget. It's hard. Eh? It's possible to forgive and forget. It's possible, but it's hard. Yes. Okay, if you say it's not possible, then it's going to end up. Okay, fine. Some people are on the fence. But the fact is, it's not possible to forgive and forget. My brother, God, if I eat, eh? If I lend you 5,000 today and you don't, you don't have money to me, the next day you try to submit it, I will remember. Abi? So I can't forget. But what the only thing that I have forgiven you is that if I have the opportunity to retaliate, I cannot. Are you with me? That is how what it means that I have forgotten and I have let go. If it comes to me for a favor, he cannot to tell you. Where's my 5,000? You. I gave my 10 years ago. You did not return it. Now you are asking me for favor. Come and take it now. What will only show that I have forgiven you and I have forgotten is the fact that I will give you that favor. I will not hold that offense against you. Praise God. So it's not that I forgive and forget, but you always remember. Abi, I propose to Susan Shikima, I will marry you. I now disappoint Susan Shikima. She cried, well, 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 well. Do you think if she sees me 20 years after, after I have become the father of Chinedu uh, and Rubazo, she will see me, she will not remember that I did tell her. Eh? She will remember. But what we only show that she has forgiven me, is the fact that if I need anything from her, she will still do it for me. Not God of our now we said to you. You have to check it, whether it's with half percent, 50 percent, or 30 percent, so much God of Praise the Lord. So there's no like human forget. Okay? Because we are all humans. Okay, resulting offenses. How do we resolve offenses? What are the practical requirements? Steps to resolving offenses. Act chapter 24. 
Acts chapter 24, verses, uh, verse 16. Please, if you are there, take it. Acts 24, 16. Anybody reading for us? Okay, it says, So I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God and man. I strive always. That is Paul talking. He says, I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God and man. Because I don't want to have any heart void of offense. Sorry, any heart full of offense. I would rather learn to forgive. That is, the, that is just the simplest way of resolving offenses. Yes, you are offended, but you, are, you just have to learn to let go. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12. Please, if you are there, take it for me. Okay, it says, Hatred stirs up dissension, but love covers over all love. Right? Alright. So, these are just the simplest ways of resolving offenses. You make them in your heart to let go. Having a heart void of offense and having a heart full of love. Okay? Because love covers multitude of sins. Matthew 18, 15 to 18. Matthew 18, 15 to 18. Please take it if you are there. Praise the Lord. You know, many of us in the place of prayer, we normally go to that scripture. Whatever I have gone to mention, I have gone to them, whatever I have gone to mention, I have gone to But, have you seen what we say that scripture? If you want that prayer to be effective, if you want that prayer to be answered, Jesus said, if your brother have any hurt against you, if your brother offends you, he said, go to him, go to her, and try to work with him, set you. With the person. But if he does not hear you, maybe he didn't listen to you, he's still offended. Go, call two or three persons, Abby. Let them go to the ground and plead and beg him. On getting there, if all of you, you still try to make peace with him and he's still not listening, he said, Go and report him to the church. Abby, come and meet the pastor. Sir, brother Chinedu, this and this and this and this are what happened between us. I have tried to apologize to him. In fact, I took the choir coordinator there. I also took Kubana there. Kubana apologize. Yes, I don't know if because of Kubana's man face. He's not listening. He still has, has not, you know, listened to my plea. The scripture says, go and report him to the church. Even if pastor and all the priests have called him and tried to make peace. 
Si c'est la demande, si ma vie est comme la si ma vie si ma vie est comme si ma vie si ma vie est comme la 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 vie est And if he repents, forgive him. If he sins against him seven times in a day, 
Forgive me. Life is a world full of offenses. So be prepared to always forgive, no matter how hard it may seem, just as God forgives us our own trespasses. Matthew chapter 6, verse 12, before we pray. Matthew chapter 6, verse 12, before we pray. Jesus, while you are teaching the disciples on how to pray, they could pray like this. And in their prayer, Master, forgive us our debts as we also forgive those who are against us, against us, against us. So if you want God to forgive you, it means you must make what? Forgiveness part of your lifestyle. Forgiveness means must be your lifestyle, not shoes, not feet, but more. The most. I tell you, it's the most. Instead speaking, you must tend to let go. Mr. Amba, I don't want to tell you what's up. I'm not going to tell you what's up. You're not going to tell you what's up. Mr. Jim, I don't want to tell you what's up. And you felt like slapping up. Many times now. <laughs> Many times. Many times.